0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope that you guys are having a good weekend so far and maybe just staying inside. I'm pretty much on lockdown. My vehicle is not working. It is not starting. So I probably won't be going anywhere for a couple days, maybe even a couple weeks at this rate. Taking a look at what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Does Alberta Premier Daniel Smith actually want to be the health minister? Edmonton police are warning of gang activity in homeless encampments. And Alberta is preparing for a possible drought this spring. All that and more happening now on the Alberta roundup. Taking a look at our first story here, the policies of the federal government have put the dream of a good life in Canada and Alberta at risk. At least that's what Alberta premier Danielle Smith thinks. Take a listen to her comments.
1: Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and his Environment Minister, Stephen Gibault. At a time when Albertans and Canadians are still struggling with an affordability crisis, they are pursuing policies that will increase costs and put paychecks at risk. At the beginning of 2024, when we should be looking forward with optimism, we're talking about imploding our economy, banning cars, registering plastics, and paying into the carbon tax instead. Well, not all of us. Alberta is fighting back. And we need to fight
0: back. All because of the dangerous ideas of Minister Stephen Guibault. Premier Smith said that Ottawa and Alberta could have a collaborative relationship, but not with the policies that Ottawa is currently enacting, like its carbon tax, and not so long as Environment Minister Stephen Guibault remains in place. She said that Alberta will continue to fight against these policies. Moving into our next story here, does Alberta Premier Danielle Smith actually want to be the health minister? Take a listen for yourself. I,
1: I always worry when I make a joke because people take me so seriously when I joke around, but I, I have joked in the past that my, the job I really wanted to have was health minister because there's so many reasons for it. Number one is it is the core business of a provincial government to deliver health care and to, and to deliver it well. Um, under our constitution, it falls to the provinces under the way that we've structured our finances, we've got the federal government being a major player in it. It is the biggest budget item. And if it's not working well, it touches every one of us. If you can't get the care you need or your loved one can't, or your aging
0: parents can't, it affects so much of your life. So it is the one thing that we have to do well. The premier was of course joking. She made those comments in an interview with Bruce McAllister, as they looked ahead to her government's plans for 2024. We know that the UCP has been taking healthcare very seriously as we are all plagued with long wait times for surgeries, ambulances, and emergency rooms. But Danielle Smith says the answer likely isn't throwing more money at the healthcare system. She said if the government continues to throw more money at it and wait times are not reduced, then money likely isn't the issue. It's a restructuring problem. And she said that as long as the government continues to throw money at healthcare that money has to be taken from something else so she is looking for more innovative ideas another story that has been bubbling up in alberta in recent months edmonton chief of police dale McPhee said that one of the reasons homeless encampments are so unsafe is that there's a lot of gang activity going on at these sites McPhee said quote we know that they're in there those encampments as they are today for the reasons of fire, for the reasons of health, for the reasons of drugs, for the reasons of gangs, and for the reasons of inclement weather, are not safe, period, and stop. The chief said gangs are taking advantage of the city's most vulnerable. And at times when homeless encampments have been burned out and left emptied, police come in to find gang symbols still there. McPhee also said the police have heard reports of gangs controlling city-operated water fountains and charging homeless people to use them. But police haven't caught anyone doing that yet. Meanwhile, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith said that as long as there's space in city shelters for the city's most vulnerable, the police are allowed to clear the homeless encampments. So we've increased shelter space
1: in in Edmonton. So that gives somebody a, a starting point to get off the street into an environment where they can then get connected to their options. The second option is building a our recovery communities, and we've we've built two of them. We opened the one in
0: uh, in Red Deer and uh, in Lethbridge last year. While we're on this topic, Alberta Seniors Community and Social Services Minister Jason Nixon said there's still room at shelters across the city for the city's most vulnerable during this cold snap, and he chastised Edmonton Mayor Anne-Marie Sohe for suggesting otherwise. In a statement, Nixon said, "Quote." We have more than enough room for every homeless person in the city of Edmonton to have a warm, safe place to stay. It is completely inappropriate and dangerous for the mayor or anyone to suggest Edmonton is out of capacity in our social services sector or our emergency shelter systems. Anyone needing shelter space will be kept care of. Nixon wasn't the only Alberta minister on defense this week. Health Minister Adriana LaGrange took issue with a column by Don Braid of the Calgary Herald saying his interpretation of the state of Alberta's healthcare system was misleading. In the column, Braid reminded Albertans that Premier Smith and Alberta Health Services Administrator Dr. John Cowell had promised that surgical wait times would be within clinically acceptable standards within a year. Braid wrote, quote, Cowell's promise about surgery wait times always seemed extravagant 10 months on it looks ridiculous he said that a month after the promise was made the provincial average wait time for a new knee was 99.6 weeks and now the most recent figures from October show an average wait time of 101.8 weeks LaGrange shot back saying the column and its headline were misleading and relied on an incorrect use of data she said quote it makes the critical error of interpreting data representing the 90th percentile of surgical wait times as the median. She said the wait times are as follows. The provincial-wide knee replacement wait time is at a median 26.3 weeks, down from 44.4 weeks in October. LaGrange also said that EMS response times have improved since 2022. They've improved 29% in metro and urban areas, 18% in small communities, and 11% in rural communities. Moving into our controversy of the week Alberta's use of acetaminophen imported from Turkey increased the risk of life threatening illness in neonatal patients, according to provincial government documents, which detailed some of the issues that plagued Alberta Premier Danielle Smith's $75 million deal for children's medication last winter while there was a shortage. This story is an exclusive from the Globe and Mail who received the documents through an access to information request. Those documents contain emails with health officials from Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services. The documents show that the imported medication was thicker than medication typically used by Alberta Health Services and in some cases clogged tubes. Those tubes then had to be flushed with water. Officials determined that because more water was being used, it increased the risk of a complication called necrotizing enterocolitis, which inflames the intestines of an infant. Staff were subsequently ordered to stop using the product in neonatal intensive care units, according to a spokesperson at Alberta Health Services. It's unclear exactly how long the medication was being used in neonatal care. In an October 23 email to the health minister's chief of staff, Isaac Van Dyne, an executive associate with AHS said, neonatal patients with very low body weight have fragile and incompletely developed intestines, which cannot accommodate large boluses of fluid administration for medication. The volume issues from the Atabe acetamedafin was determined to possibly increase the risk of necrotizing enterocolitis, a potentially fatal injury to the intestines in these tiny patients. Alberta Health declined the Globe and Mail's request for comment. A spokesperson for Alberta Health Services said that no patient fell ill or developed necrotizing enterocolitis as a result of taking the Atabay medication. The Globe also found that children often refused to take the medication because they would gag while attempting to take it and because it had a more bitter taste than medicine typically used in North America. The deal between Atabay Pharmaceuticals and the United Conservative Party government has been quite the source of criticism because of its large cost and also because it was plagued with delays. The province initially procured 5 million bottles of children's acetaminophen and ibuprofen, and only after the crisis had subsided, 1.5 million bottles touched down on Alberta soil. And finally, moving into what we're watching in the weeks to come, Alberta is preparing for a possible drought this spring. In a letter sent to municipalities last month, Environment and Protected Areas Minister Rebecca Schultz advised municipalities that a drought was possible and that they need to take precautions now. Those actions include monitoring water levels, developing a water shortage plan and reviewing their municipal water license so they are aware of any conditions that could limit their ability to withdraw water. She also made a video to inform Alberta residents what was going on. Take a listen to that now.
2: With not enough snow and rain, many reservoirs in southern Alberta are below capacity and some communities are already facing challenges. Across Canada, more than 72% of the country is experiencing drought conditions. That includes 81% of Canada's agricultural landscapes. And with El Nino occurring worldwide, we're seeing a very warm and dry winter across our country. Unfortunately, there's a high risk that conditions could worsen this year. In order to be fully prepared, Alberta is taking action. We have stood up a drought command team, and a first draft of a 2024 drought emergency plan has been completed and is now being refined. The province is meeting with water license holders, major water users, municipalities and other partners to develop water conservation plans and water sharing agreements. In the coming weeks, we will also be awarding a contract for drought modelling to help us maximize the province's water supply. And Alberta is striking a drought advisory committee that will be announced shortly this
0: phenomenon referred to as el nino brings with it less precipitation and warmer temperatures all around it is of course a bit ironic that i'm delivering this news to you guys this weekend probably the coldest of the year at least i'm hoping so and before we sign off for the day taking a look at some of your comments from previous episodes all these comments are from my episode posted two weeks ago. My interview with Jeff Park, the director of the Alberta Parents Union, in which we talked about a Medicine Hat high school which was teaching students how to smoke crack safely, if that's even possible. Of course, it's not. And you guys called that out. User Puckhard said, Thank you for covering this story. This should be a national news story. I completely agree. I'm not surprised that it isn't. Mainstream media doesn't seem to pick up on these types of stories too often. There's also just so many crazy headlines nowadays. I feel like we've all kind of become numb to them. Like you'll read something so crazy in the news and you'll just keep scrolling and you won't even think twice about it nowadays because in a world where men can be women and women can be men, nothing is really that surprising anymore. User the original JP said, I feel like there is an obvious joke about the safest way to smoke rock is having a dad in the Oval Office. But drug addiction is not a joke. Very clever. I enjoyed that one quite a bit, but I also love American politics, so I appreciate that reference. And finally, user Daryl Coate said, no surprise, kids are performing subpar these days. Homeschooling is the way to go if you care about your children's future, that is. Otherwise, carry on. I just want to push back on this comment a teeny bit. I agree homeschooling is a great option, and I know a lot of families that do it, but there is some other great options. I myself attended a private Christian school. It was a much costlier option than homeschooling, I would say. I know that not every family can afford it, but I think I will look to do something similar for my kids if I can. Just. Because I had a really great experience and I still have so many close friends from grade school. I don't know how common that is, but I have like 15 really good friends from elementary school. We're just lifelong friends. I enjoy seeing them every time I visit Ontario. So I just want to push back on that comment a little bit because I do think there are some other good options. And you know, I think I turned out okay. The jury might still be out on that one, but that's what I'm going to look to do one day for my kids. All right, guys, that's all we have time for today. I would suggest maybe just, you know, staying in this weekend, stay warm. I don't know if it's normal for Albertans to go out in like negative 30 weather. It's not normal for me. I'm going to stay home. If you have nothing to do, there's probably an Alberta Roundup episode or two that you've missed. You can go back and watch those or watch some of our other great content. And if you have time and you think of it, you can always support our work over at donate.tnc.news. Have a great weekend. God bless. And I'll see you guys next week.